We are live. Yes. So I'm so excited. This is another episode of the Uptown Made Podcast brought to you by yours truly, D Rose. And your girl, Miss Maddie Monroe. Okay. All right, so we wanted to chop it up with the people because, like you said, this this podcast specifically has been rooted in friendship for many years. But how we all came to know each other is a big part of the piece. One of our co-hosts, um, Money Mo, she's not here today, but we will have her back on air with us very soon. So let's send all of our love and hugs and kisses to her, okay? Yes, little poppy. <laughs> we miss you. But yeah, girl, so... It's crazy because I actually yeah. remember you, me, and you, and you wasn't the the Maddie I know now. This was this wasn't the Maddie that I was I was greeted with. Like the no. Maddie that I knew was all dumb. Was little man. You're gonna be like, what? What are you talking about? Just to let y'all know, this is big cancer energy right here. Like the both yeah. of us, this is Boy, baby, baby. okay, because yeah. this is our season, so we already we in our mood. Yeah. Um but when I met you, since we doing our origin story, like I had got scooted and booted out of the class that I was in for behavior. And I don't want y'all to think that I was running around like a little Billy badass, but I was more like an Angela Davis and they wasn't trying to hear me though. Right. But um, they moved me to a new class and that's where I came across Maddie. And she was one of the first kids to roll up to me in the class and like have a conversation. She was like, yo, I know you came from one of them real lit classes too. <laughs> right, and- yo. She was like, maybe we could chop it up or something. So that's kind of how we started the vibe. Facts. It was running shit. But no, it was yeah. I ain't wanna say I ain't wanna say I was a bad kid, but I definitely was running with a group of rough ass kids. I don't care, my class was lit. We was having fun. Like we was learning, but like we was very rambunctious. And it got to a point where they was like, Oh yeah, nah, we wanted to we wanted to put you out. And they literally was like, There was no school that was gonna be able to accept me. And my parents was upset. So what did they do? They put us in what they call the gifted program, which honestly, like, it wasn't hard. Like, how gifted is it? You just gotta pay for it. Like, I don't know, like that whole gifted program was crazy. But you know, it was weird because you can't be acting out in class when no one else is like so a nigga had no choice but to like sit there and shut the hell up like <laughs> but i'll tell people like the crazy part about it is like perception i don't think there's such thing as anybody being bad or whatever the case is i don't truly believe that you can call a child bad mm-hmm. i have come across some kids that i wanted to to peace but i'm just saying <laughs> at the end of the day i feel like we were just boisterous and we navigated the education system a little differently than our peers because it wasn't a matter of intelligence it never has been we proved that time and time again, once we left that school environment, it was mostly being misunderstood, people not taking the time to kind of vibe you and get to know the type of learning that you need and what type of instruction that you need to hear because we always needed a platform to be ourselves and use our voice. And that's why we so loud and vocal right now. That's why we coming in y'all faces right now because we always needed that space and we weren't given that opportunity. And I remember one of the things that the teacher said to me, yo, she was just like, don't mess up the rest of the kids in the class. And I was like, you about to see me outside. She <laughs> was like, we're doing real learning here. And I was like, and I go to the same school as the rest of these kids. Right. I was getting real learning before with my right. tax dollars, okay? Or my mom and oh. daddy's tax dollars. Yeah, so, like that whole real learning thing is like, so what are y'all, so what was he doing before? Like, what, 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 what was it? Like, if it wasn't real learning, so then what was it before? Y'all just put a bunch of kids in class just to be have them in class? Like, that's crazy. I, there's a lot of things that teachers said. I remember, and I don't know if we, ooh, I'm losing y'all. I don't know if we're going to be dropping names on here, but I remember a very specific dean that told me that I wasn't going to be good for nothing but laying on my back and popping out babies. And Oh, um, you were about to lose your job. <laughs> like you There was a good amount of young ladies in our school. I ain't going to hold you, but there definitely was like one person who had a baby in like sixth grade. There was somebody else who had a baby in like eighth. And I was just like, oh, girl, I didn't have my baby. So I was like 23. So what are you talking about? Like, so it's proved them. I ain't allowed to prove nobody wrong. And that's just how I live. Like, I was never that type of kid to be fast. I wasn't a fast, fast little girl. So, bitch, where are you coming from with that comment? You don't. Say that to kids. Like I remember you my ex. I'm, I'm about to use her name because you about to lose your job. But it's I mean, like, fuck it. At this point, on some real shit, we had a teacher who went by two names: one name back in the day and one name in the present because it didn't work out. But at the end of the day, um, that specific educator, she had said to me, "Yo, you're gonna end up in prison. You're gonna be one of those little ghetto girls and this, that, and mm-hmm. the third. 
And I was like, I'm sis, like I always had like high honors and great, like like basing this decision off of. And I was very offended. And I remember like, you always have to have a really good teacher. We all can remember at least one really good teacher in our life, Mm -hmm. set the record straight. And I remember I ran into, I was like, boohoo in tears, like boohoo, 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 boohoo in tears. Because this specific individual was like, yeah, you know, you're not going to be nothing, like sucks for you. I'm crying in a minute. Have y'all ever seen a lady named Miss Really? I'm sorry, I give her so much love and credit. She was one of the most amazing teachers that I've ever encountered. She literally sat me down, held my chin up, and was like, you are nothing like what that person put on you, and you're going to do so much more. And I was like, and every day I was like, I give a credit to having a teacher like that who saw who I was as a person, uh, assuming that I was just some little ghetto kid just running around the Bronx because I feel like that's a, a label that gets slapped on many of us because of yeah. our mannerisms and how we sound. And we experience that, girl, everywhere we go. Child, tell me about, especially out here in the DMV for me, I am a strong-minded black woman. Men can't take it. White people don't like it. And I'm not changing that for nobody. I'm very, I'm not a disrespectful person, but my, I I do, I am assertive in what I say and how I speak. And speaking of Ms. Really, that was my boo. Oh my gosh. She definitely, I definitely had those one, one of those conversations with her. Like, listen, they're always going to be looking at you as the big, loud black girl who's always causing problems and things like that. But that's just not who you are. You're a very humble spirit. Spirit, Like, I know I'm loud and I'm all out there, but I'm actually a very humble and sensitive person and she's seen that and she used to like she the reason why i was in that dumb plays we used to have child because i did not want to sing at all she heard me sing one day and was like oh girl like you want to be my little songbirds and just it was so dope to have a teacher like that i think i had another i had teachers like that in high school also my high school was very untraditional child but i i had a teacher like that in high school Trying to think, I feel like I had another one. Oh, my science teacher, Miss Walker, child, Miss Walker, like she was like another mother, like she was beating my ass, like she was my mom's, and I had to like that, like kind of helped me like realize, like all right, cool, is a time and place for everything. You feel me? So it was like the one or two teachers that we had. What? Don't do that. I already know. I already I'm sorry, guys. I was like different experience, but okay. No, I already know. I already know. Everybody's experience was was totally different. I am fully aware, but like the way that I think what it was is that her and my mom had a good relationship, so it just transcended into me and her. Because I'm like, yo, my mama do not fucking play that. I need to chill. Like my mom's is nuts, so I'm like, all right, cool. So then once I got to know this lady, it kind of was like, all right, cool. Plus, that's my bestie's cousin, so I had no choice because that. Anyway, but because now we about to get into some tea because I found out that this woman did not like me in the education system because of her cousin. Like he was like she was at the family reunion just chopping it up about me. And the crazy part about it is that her family worked with my family. And so Mm -hmm. at one point she had told her mother or her people that I was bullying her. And um Ma'am, you're a grown ass woman. What are you talking about? And that is so that is a discrepancy because I said when it comes to working with kids, and I tell this to people all of the time, like I've worked with them in so many different capacities. I was like, what is that to say about a child? Like, are we easily stirred by children? Is it one of those things? And I understand, like, cruel is cruel if you're going out of your way to make somebody feel bad. But I was never that type of spirit. Right. So I just felt like um, me being a boisterous young woman and her being mm-hmm. a boisterous older woman was enough of a personality clash because I think we grew up with an understanding where you stay in a child's place. And if anybody's heard that, you know, down South, East Coast, left, right, whatever you had, like on the West side, we all kind of grew up with a vernacular is that children of color should be seen and not heard. And and I had the type of mama that always fostered respect at the same time. She was like, don't ever let nobody silence you. And you have the right to ask any questions that you want to ask. And so I took that to heart. And I was more of a challenge to some of my educators because of that. Right, right. Yeah, because I had no problem with telling people, like, Miss, that don't make sense what you're asking me to do. What make, don't make sense is I'm getting in trouble for something one person did. The whole class is getting in trouble. Like, come mm-hmm. on, like, what's up? That makes no sense. Like, yeah, I think, I also think it's kind of weird that we was, like, living in the neighborhood that we was living in. And we didn't have, like, I don't want to say we have majority of minority teachers, but like the ones that we did have, I just did not like their energy. Oh my God, that motherfucking Spanish teacher. Like, 
what was her name? I cannot remember her name, but it was a Jamaican lady teaching Spanish and she had the dress and she was always oily in the face. She was like the worst, like the absolute she worst. She was the absolute worst. Like, like I was not allowed absolute, to do anything. Absolute worst. Like absolute, like I can't even describe how terrible of a teacher she was. And then it was crazy because years later, my little brother had, a, had her as a teacher. So I'm like at this event that he's having, like some culinary event. And I'm staring her down, bro. Like, I don't even gonna hold you. I'm like sitting there like this. My mom's like, what's good with you? I'm like, yo, I want a two-piece this lady. Like, yo, I don't even care. Like, I'm old enough Ooh, for it. Like, I, I literally want a two-piece. And she knew who I was. She tried to fake the front like she ain't know me. And I'm looking at her like, girl, I got the same fucking face. What are you talking about? Are you crazy? I watched one of the teachers like leave a whole restaurant when she saw me. And I was like, what you thought was going to happen, sis? You thought I was going to get my lick back? But if they, but you know, it's so crazy because I said I have the utmost respect for educators. I have educators yeah. in my family, and I was like, and I said I do work with youth in mm. different capacities, so I'm not gonna stunt. Yeah, her name was Mitch Ricardo. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, her name was Miss Ricardo, and um, she she was one of those people. And it's actually crazy when you come across um black educators. You want your children to feel seen and heard and received and respected and loved as they do at home. If not even at home, you want them to have somebody in the community. So I do feel like we came across a mixed bag of people because there's an expression that my mother always used. Some people are cold and some people just show up. Some mm -hmm. people were meant to educate and some people weren't. Like um, right. you mentioned our neighborhood. We grew up in a super dope community. Mm. A community like very, very community, like very like a lot of community events, a lot of things that bring people together. And it, I love our neighborhood. Like I'm not even gonna hold you. Like I, I that is one thing I do love about our neighborhood and where we grew up because it's like you. There's always a community event, and you always felt that sense of community. I don't. And even when I go back to visit, I still feel that sense when they're having all these different events and stuff. So now that I no longer live there, it's kind of like damn. That is something that I really do miss. But it was just like, considering the type of community that we lived in, having that mixed bag of educators that we was running into was crazy because comparing our middle school to the other middle school that was there, like, that middle school was lit. Like, I could not, my sister, my older sister went there, and I could not, I mean, it might have been maybe one teacher that was just, like, a bitch, but I can never remember her ever having a story of, like, a bad teacher. Like, it was so many black teachers there that loved and embraced their students. So it was just always weird. They, like, how the hell I get these teachers compared to them? Like, maybe I should have went to this school, but I love our middle school. Like, I'm happy I went there. I mean, I met all y'all, but it's like, some people I still want a two piece in that mug. I'm just saying, <laughs> the current principal, I'm leaving alone. But I'm on, yo, for real, for real, because it's so crazy. Like, um, I went to the early child version of the other school. So, like, okay, if you understand anything about our community, we lived in a super black urban hub of middle income families. Like the range of SEL status was like relatively middle class, especially coming out of the Bronx. So we were a big forefront for the community that most people didn't know about. And that's what's so crazy about it. Like when I tell people I'm from the Bronx and when I represent Uptown, mm -hmm. they always make this face, especially depending on where I'm at. City to city, state to state, universal, they make this expression like, oh, okay, like yeah. you from the Bronx. And I tell people, like, I'm from the cream of the crop. When it comes to the Bronx, I was like, we birthed some golden eggs here. Um, and the reality of that is the type of community we had, the school that I went to had the honors program. A lot of our schools had an honors program in it. But then you also had the arts programs that were yeah. also funneled through the school. And so we went to what's considered an academic-focused school. And this, our sister school, our neighborhood school, was also the arts program. So what we watched them receive, the sports program, the dance program was so, very different than what we got access to because yeah. it was fueled towards only breeding like top tier students mm -hmm. of academics and anybody else who didn't fall into their cluster of the honors kids did get, didn't get any attention or recognition okay. or enough support throughout right. the education system. And it's unfortunate because we already know things are done with facts and figures and numbers. And that's why a lot of that went down. Mm -hmm. If yeah. I had to do it all over again, like I, I say this, I would have taken um, education. I'm not going to say more seriously because I've always been relatively a serious student. Right. I tell people all the time, if it seems like I'm not paying attention, if it seems like I wasn't engaged, never. I used to learn in my sleep <laughs> and still retain and still be able to work and produce quality work. 
Um, But the reality of it was I would have looked for other aspects of my education. I would have challenged different things a little bit more. Like, why are we not learning about this? And um, we don't have these clubs or activities. Like um, I've ran a debate club for kids and I feel it's a great place for kids who have a strong voice to challenge one another and have those intellectual debates and not be told that they're being too loud or being too mm-hmm. confrontational. Oh my God, I would have been fire in middle school. Do you understand? Like, I would have been a cat T young. Like, I would have killed that. Oh my God. I love stuff like that. Like, girl, I would have loved the debate club. I was like, I'm really thinking about it. Because I used to be, I wasn't like a debate club in college, but I used to take a lot of speech classes. I used to host a lot of events and stuff. And I like just the back and forth banter of like, hearing someone's opinion and flipping it and giving my opinion. And it's like, oh, that's a totally different perspective. Like, that would have been, oh, they would have hated me. They would have hated us. They would have hated me in middle school. Like, you already know I would have been on the team, so right? I'm telling you, that would have been my whole vibe. And I wanted to give something that I feel like I didn't get out of my education and I wanted to give it back to young people. And I'm that's very right. big on that. Like, um, you know, a part of what we're doing here with this whole Uptown Made podcast and our Born and Raised Productions is that we want to create something real for the people, not just within our community, but city to city, baby, city to city. So we're trying to be litty in every city and really, really give the people something to look out for and something to, you know, build and feed into just uplifting ourselves and uplifting other people. And that's what it's about. And making it just positive. Just a positive outlook. Because you know everything is so negative in the media nowadays. We need to see some positivity. Some real cute shit that's going on in the world. Like I'm tired of seeing. Like It's just, it's just negative shit. Like there's other stuff that happened this morning with this lady and that man in Chicago. I don't even want to get into that. But it's just like every day I'm waking up to something negative. And I would love to see more positivity. So I, I'm, I, I love like this whole project that we're putting together. Because it's really like something different that we don't really see right now just just where's the love <laughs> like for real for yeah well love wins i wore my, I actually wore my shirt yesterday and i was sitting in a while while i was talking to this guy for like 30 minutes about what it was and i was like sir like just you know here's the information here's the instagram things like that so i don't know if shorty followed or not but he probably did but i was wearing the shirt yesterday so i was i you know i ain't want to wear it again because i'm like damn but why you wear this yesterday why would you wear this today when the show is tomorrow but I got my shirt, but I, I want my love is love in honor of Pride Month. You know, shout out to all my LB. You know what? The Alphabet family. I'm not being funny, but like, I because I can't with the letters. Like, they keep adding letters on every year, and I don't want to get it wrong. So I call them my Alphabet family. Shout out to them. Today is actually Pride in New York City. I'm so sad because my brother called me about it, and I was supposed to be up there, but... Whoo, child, the weekend got away from me. I woke up this morning and was like, damn, it's Sunday already? Like, what is going on? (laughs) That was, like I said, one of the dopest things. We grew up with so many different types of festivals out here. Like, Mm. yo, like, growing up, I feel like you got to have a little piece of everything. I've actually never been to Pride. Like, I've been to the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Like, I've been to the Dominican Parade. I've been to the Labor Day Parade, which is also known as the West Indian Parade, which is Cultural Pride Day. Love I've been to African American Day Parade, yes. So you know, um, I've done the gamut, but I actually haven't been to two major parades that happen in New York, which is the Halloween Parade. Because where have you been? No, I'm gonna tell you. Like I said, if you grow up, like I said, Deep South Baptist at first, it was like that's the devil's day. We didn't play with that. But um, I'm gonna yeah, my you know, mama. She didn't really get saved till I was like nine, ten years old. So literally, when I hit like nine, ten, like that Halloween parade shit, all the Halloween stuff like abruptly stopped. It was like, oh, Halloween, oh, we're gonna be in church, and I was like, oh, okay, this is different. But now my pops used to take us to the Halloween Day parade. It used to be lit. My sister was an angel one year. I was like, all the girls, we were all angels. Dad was dad, and we were just out there. I seen like people dressed up as bloody tampons, pads, all type of crazy shit. Like it's lit. I feel like <laughs> I was like, okay, so yeah, no, New York, like... y'all. Honestly, you see the wildest stuff in New York, and that's why I love our city so much. Because it's like, bro, like New Yorkers are so creative. They come up with like. You would just not think to make that a fucking costume. Like, one year, I seen the nigga as a chicken wing. Like, a real, like, he really was a chicken wing with a bucket of chicken wings. I'm like, how do you even create that? Like, that's so nah, creative. No, he was extra crispy. He fried hard. Like, <laughs> like, 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 No, I was like, what the hell? Like, I've never seen nothing like that. So, that, that's another thing about, like, being from New York. It's just so cool. Because people are so creative. Like, that's real shit. Like, you would have, I would never, like, half the stuff I see, I, I would have never thought of that. But the Pride Parade, I've been there a couple of years. Like, once I got older, 
and got into my skin. I went, I went a couple of years, like I went like two, three years in a row, and it was always lit. I feel like it was crazy. Is I feel like the Pride Parade, it might be one of New York's safest parades. Like I, I've never went to Pride. Well, there was well, that was on a train and we was uptown, so that don't really count. But I um there, there was this fucking um this I've always been to another parade. I've always been to another parade, and there's always been some shit that's happened. You know what I'm saying? But like Pride, I've gone to Pride damn near bucket bold ass naked. And nothing has ever happened to me. Like, it's, it, this seems to be New York's safest parade, in my opinion. You know, I actually heard something similar in nature. Like I said, the idea around love is love is very big and pride. And I feel like pride occurs in so many different cities, but I wouldn't know if it's the safest in every city because, like right. I said, how different people move, um, especially in the South. So I'm glad that we come from an area that does promote that type of love amongst Everybody and all people, we live in a whole metropolitan area where everybody looks different and has their own unique groove and vibe. And we try to be as respectful as we possibly can out here because I was just like, the reality of it is, is that we all clashing into each other in this world, right? Mm -hmm. We all knock into each other with our hustle and bustle, but we try to give the mutual respect that's warranted out in the street. So despite what people think about New Yorkers, because I get this all of the time, we actually are a fun-loving group of people. It may be a little high stress, but we be loving on each other out here. Yeah, language to know how to get the vibe. I, I I tell people like New Yorkers hustle and bustle when the sun is up, but when that sun goes down, baby, it is a party. It is a fucking vibe. Like New York is just ooh, it just feels so good, especially in the summertime. Like New York in the summer is like. It is everything and then some. Like, them real, real humid New York summer nights just outside chilling, vibing, sipping on your little sip on, you know, puffing on that puff, puff. It just be simple shit like that in life that's just like, damn, I really do love the essence of our city. And it's just always something to do. Like, there's never nothing to do. If you don't have nothing to do, then that just means your ass ain't lit. That's just what it's what like. What say is your top, like, your top five things that about childhood that kind of made summer, summer? Because, like I said, we in this groove right now. Everything is about cookouts and barbecues and fish fries yeah. and water parks and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Let me see my top five. So we used to do a barbecue in FDR Park, um, Westchester County, if y'all like, Every we summer. To, every summer, FDR cookout. We be in the pool. Them New York City pools. I don't care what y'all niggas say. They not that dirty. You know, if you go to the right ones, them shits is clean. So those like, those like fucking um, them camp trips to the pools and things like that. Fucking summer camp, period. Like summer camp was always yeah. lit because you was always missing, meeting kids from different neighborhoods and shit like that. And if your parents is lit, lit like they, you know, you able to link up with them over the summer outside of camp or whatever. Let me think. What else? Running into your classmates in the summertime. That's always lit. Because you know, when we was younger, we didn't have social media, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have all that. If you outside and you run into your classmate, that's just what it is. You feel me? Or if you ringing that buzzer, like just being outside in the summertime when I was a kid, ooh, 50 cent ICs when they used to be 50 fucking cent, like <laughs> 50 cent, <laughs> like. Yeah, man, two dollars like, used to go a long way. You could have had a slice, an icy, a quarter oh water. You could have had a whole meal, a bath, and a snack. What you no, mean? seriously, I used to remember going outside saying, "Grandma, let me get three dollars." What you need three dollars for? I'm going to get me some pizza, something to drink. Like I'm going outside, I need to feed myself. We used to go outside with three dollars and would be lit. Like move three dollars. Yo, now you really spending fifteen dollars now. <laughs> you gotta pay a kid with thirty thirty dollars, like yeah, kids be coming outside with the stacks. I'm like, what the fuck? With bundles, yo, no, for real, they be having the whole yo kids be having a whole cash app card. Like, look, yo, I gotta have oh a Bobby's couch. Like, what? They be so having bad. the newest cell phones, newest watches, newest sneakers, newest bundles, lashes longer than mine. So I be like, yo, seriously, like y'all look as grown as we do. Like, where, where's the little kids at? Where's y'all at? Where's the little kids at? Whose child is this rolling up on me? Because y'all look the grown. It's so crazy though. They do. They look. These kids look big as shit. Like I don't, I don't know what's in the water. And I think they stopped them from drinking the milk. But at the end of the day, they still getting bigger. And I don't understand. Bigger and fucking they bigger. These are some thick-ass kids. These are some thick-ass kids. Though. No, yeah, these are some thick-ass kids. Like, these niggas. I'll be looking at them. I mean, like, me producing, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, like, one of my um favorite things growing up, especially in the summertime, like, one, I used to love, love, love hanging out in the basketball courts and mm. catching the game. 
you used to have to Debo the boys to get them off the court just so you can make your shots and baskets or whatever. <laughs> like, that used to really, really, really be a vibe. Just taking your scooter, taking your skates, taking your bike and riding any everywhere. and everywhere. And we didn't live with no restrictions. Like, if you told me you live 20 minutes, as long as I could scoot and pedal, like, I'm making my way and I'm going to go link you and we're going to have a good time. I was like, from the sprinklers to the fire hydrants, wherever I could get cool at was the whole thing. Um, I'm going to tell you, you mentioned the community pool and I started laughing because I was like, yo, we used to love you some of the pools. You say clean, I say clean-ish. Um, <laughs> because depending on like, that pool, depending and, on if like your bathing suit was black when you got into the pool, your bathing suit was baby blue when you left that pool. The amount of Clorox they was pouring in that pool was enough to bleach your hair. People used to think you came back to school in the fall. They was like, "Oh, your hair got streaks." No, I was at the pool a lot. No, because, I was at the pool like, all damn summer. Like that in the sun? What? Oh my god! See that? Like, that was a professional die job. Like you, you know, actually, you have like, I don't need no bleach, bitch. Like what you talking about? <laughs> uh, chill. Coming out the pool black and shit too. Like just being burnt. Like coming back to school <laughs> seventeen shades lighter. Like oh, you was outside the whole summer out. I the whole summer. What are you talking about? Like, oh my god, just being a kid. Miss, oh my god. Okay, wait. I gotta add to my list. Literally, I literally miss being able to go ring a nigga's doorbell. Boop. Yeah. Is so and so home? Can they come downstairs? <laughs> like that just that yes. how you communicate. Oh my. This god. came like, up for me the other day when I was like, before you had phones to check in to see what people was at, you had to take that good old fashioned trip to their door, ring their bell. Yo, they upstairs. Can you tell them to come outside? You hit that intercom button. Cha 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 chop. Meet each other. Yep. Maybe if you had some quarters, you could have called me from a payphone. <laughs> if you ain't had that now, now because we grew up, I don't want people to think that we, we grew up on payphone and stuff like that. We we relatively we we, 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 we grew up in that like millennial golden. Um, but we had cell phones, and I was saying like to people, do y'all remember when cell phones was only free, like? After seven, and a whole text message was like a good like ten to twenty five cents. Yo, no I text message would be twenty five like, cents. You get cursed out for sending the text message. My mother used to blast me anytime I send a text. Like fuck no. You stand outside and just wait for your friends. Just wait that good twenty five minutes till somebody show up. You only right. allow one emergency text. Where y'all at? That's it. <laughs> Everybody's gonna respond once. Ain't no paragraph. Ain't no full blown. Typed out essays and nothing. You're not about to oh. run that up. Don't yo, call it's me. Because <laughs> you saying that, and I remember, yo. <laughs> so the, the fucking the minutes before seven, bro. Money Mo was the only person who had the minutes at seven. Everyone else was at nine. So like we was all at nine for real. We for was real. all at nine. So like me and my brother, I would like call him because we had mobile to mobile. And then it'd be like, or I'll call his house phone. Like, we used to really flex it. Or, like, I would call Money Mo, and then she call him. And we just be, we used to flex that, that free before seven shit. Like, we would do all the three ways through Money Mo, because it was like, bro, you got the free before Yo, seven. Like, we are the three way you are, nigga. Like, oh my God. The I house phone was my thing. I ain't oh, gonna yeah, spend, I like, I remember having eight of us linked up on a house phone where it's like you having the AD deep conversation. And it's hella heads in the phone. And that's when people used to do a setup mission too. Used to be like, yo, everybody get dummy quiet. We all about to call like Tim. Tim about to get on the phone right now. We're gonna be dumb low key. No, and that ain't working my house. That did not work in my house. Cause I definitely was doing one and of those. And you was the one doing the call. And my mama done bust in here, get on the phone. And it's like, it's like everyone on the phone get dumb quiet. And then you just gotta hang up, click, like, all right. I done fucked up. Everybody. You were supposed to mute it. You supposed to what she was supposed to do is you know my little that. ghetto phone we used to have back in the day. That mute button did not work, child. You playing. Mm -mm. And then no, but even if you put it on mute and somebody pick up the other phone, you can hear the person who pick up the other phone. So it's like either way, you still you still get caught. Oh, when somebody would pick up the other phone, like, um, you still on the phone, ain't it getting late? Don't y'all gotta go to bed? But you know what? I love the fact that we all had to be super respectful, and that's actually how we got to know each other's families, too, because yeah. you wasn't calling this house crazy. It wasn't just, like, hand the phone. Yeah. Hi, Miss So-and-so. Can I speak Ooh, to so and -so, please? That's so true. So, um, B-Don was like, he remember getting in trouble for calling, um, texting Money Mo, because he thought they had mobile to mobile. 
That's like, I know my limits. I know my phone was a fifth to nine. So if y'all couldn't talk to me until nine to 11, until it was time to go shut eye. I, I was had, wait, I want to throw it all the way back. I had motherfucking Singular, like Singular. I forgot who Singular turned into. I think Singular got taken over by T-Mobile, one of them companies. But I had motherfucking Singular, and it was just me and my bro on there. Everybody else had like Sprint, Verizon. I'm like, I'm, we're rising to the death of me. I always had service. I don't know what was going on with the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yo! I was like, damn, how are we the only two with singular? Like everybody else is mobile. mobile. Oh, not punishment for the rest of the summer. You wilding. I mean, we all live like down the street from each other at the time. Right. You were just not gonna say do if you feel all of that. You was taking risks. Yeah, I you was taking too many risks for me. I love me some some my birthday in the summertime punishment all what? summer. Yes, yeah, no, I don't know what type of punishment after like after June first. I'm on my best behavior. That's what I'm So correct myself. Which I got my I pulled myself all the way together. Like, what do you mean? I don't know. I <laughs> punishment on my birthday. Fuck no, like. But I look, and you know what's so crazy? So like, one thing, really dope thing about our neighborhood and a part of all of our stories is we just want to give y'all a little bit of like y'all know how where we coming from, who we is, um, the tennis program. That was a black-owned and run tennis program, and a lot of us got to meet each other mm. playing that game. And I tell people all of the time, like, if I stayed on my Venus and Serena, who knows? Maybe I'll be. It was a lot of us in that program. That's because our parents were tired of us being thick-ass kids. They wanted us to make sure that we would be a person too. Like I said, I we could be kids today, thick-ass kids. We was a little thick. I we was as thick as these kids. I was in that program until high school. Like, I feel like maybe seventh, eighth grade was my last year. But that's when the bitch started feeling herself. And I started meeting niggas in section three and shit. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the tennis program and go take my little ass right around the fucking human track, right? to section three, sitting outside with these niggas till seven o'clock. And then I'm like, all right, let me go on home now. Like, but then once I got the cell phone, ring a ding ding, hey, ma, can I stay out till eight o'clock? You better be in the house before the street lights. This is summertime. Street lights don't come on until nine o'clock. All right, it's lit, sis. Like that's in this program. <laughs> you did. You got to meet some of everybody. I knew some of everybody because I feel like I went to school with all of them. I right. went to, I went to a different elementary in the neighborhood. Then I went to a different middle school. I went to every camp. I'm a like how Denzel Washington would say, I am a boys and girls club kid. Like, <laughs> I want to get me a little advertisement, a little T-shirt or something. I will plug for y'all because. When I meet so many people, city to city, they be like, yo, I did Boys and Girls Club. I was like, I was a G-Wise. Yo. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? That's how me and Money Mo, that's how we also met. So well, we we did a lot of community programs together from the dance program. If anybody knows who Miss Lisa's School of Dance is, this oh, white lady yeah, was at a wedding, a Madonna. She was pop-locking, <laughs> like Drew Hill. She was doing oh, everything. Weak. <laughs> 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 she was lit. She was, but, um, we all like, by doing the neighborhood programs, we all got a chance to meet each other and do activities. And like you said, it helped build your network of people. Until this day, it's so crazy. I talk to people that we know growing up. Like people would just like hit me up and chop it up and have a conversation. I'm like, do you even remember like where I first met you at? Like that was at right. Steve Ice Cream Man truck. Like, first of all, you didn't even call him Mr. Steve. Steve was my first name guy. basis with Ice Cream Man. Like Steve had he popped was out a part of every event. Shirt. He every was sitting event. in the shoes one day. I was Steve like, my graduation. Like, right. <laughs> Steve, Steve was Jesus. always there, always there. Like he was literally a staple because he literally was always at everything we did. Like. Like, you like how you getting on calendar? You do remember what he curses out? Yeah, I feel out, y'all. Don't forget, Steve cursed us the hell out. Like, this yeah, man was hurt. like, he felt like he was our white uncle. He did not kid give no fuck. Yeah, Let me did. tell y'all something right now. This man, we all came back from college. It was like everybody was linking up, you know. We was all coming past the Mason Dixon line to come back north. We all pulling up and we yeah. was hanging out in the basketball courts. And you know, good old Steve pulled up with the truck. <laughs> And clearly, Steven get the memo that we had graduated and had went off and like left. Yeah, like we grown. Steve was not knowing. He said he didn't get an invitation. He didn't know. He was not. He didn't have a party or had the last day. He needed to know that we was leaving. Right. And when we came back, and he was like, "Oh, oh, y'all want ice cream?" He was like, "Yeah, that's what you. That's yeah, what we, you do." You saw. And, um, he was like, "Oh, so y'all don't know me no more? Y'all don't remember the ice cream man?" Like, what you mean, like, Mister? I was Get like, my motherfucking like, strawberry shortcake. 
Right. I just want my guzzler. I want my guzzler slushy. Like, you know, maybe with a little glizzies over there. Like, I just want, I just make it, make it right. And so he was like, I'm not handing y'all nothing. Like, y'all need to, he's like, respect. I've known y'all since y'all was kids. Y'all don't come over here asking for no, like, guzzler and stuff. Y'all don't ask for no ice cream without green, your local ice cream, man. And we was like, my bad, Steve. Y'all was like, I got extra five on it or something. Because right, Steve, like, can we give him an extra couple of dollars? Like, I was like, he's really offended. But you know what, Steve? <laughs> what? He he's so offended. We kept, his, we kept his family afloat. Like, our parents and our families in the neighborhood contributed so much. And kids in this generation are like, I ain't going to the store. I ain't going to the ice cream, man. I ain't going outside. So we were outside so much that he did feed us. Like he was the bottle of water. He was the ice cream. He was the slushy. Oh shit, Steve right there. Let's get something to eat real quick. Exactly. And so he was like, like, you know, I didn't realize how we impacted his economics. And that's what he was trying to tell us. He was just like, like my business shifted and changed. And I was like, great. So he couldn't fault us for growing up. Right. <laughs> but right. but we it really did have an impact. And that's what I think, like, the things that we're trying to do and create, like, I was saying, y'all, and I want everybody to look forward to it. I'm about to say it now. Y'all about to get an inside tip. When this, when this jump all over your screens, play this back and watch this, we're going to be having all types of dope events. And we're going to have something in the community for everybody coming to a city near you, Atlanta, DMV, New York. We getting crazy with it. Of course, we're going to start in the birthplace of hip hop, which is also our birthplace as well. So we're going to be right we're going to be doing some really cute stuff and i think a lot of it is also to give homage to like what we grew up with a strong sense of community and yeah. a strong sense of like what love is even in the midst of adversity right because we grew up in the most elitist motherfucking decade which is the 90s like there is just there's no decade literally touching the 90s so it's always a thing when it'd be like oh y'all 90s baby y'all 90s babies we lit because like the way we grew up is like we grew up in the old school but we also grew up in the age like the upcoming of age of the new shit so it was like we've seen the transition from like the 90s to now and it's such a different era but we also grew up with that sense of belonging that sense of like empowerment like as a black child in the 90s i grew up very pro black like i love the era that i grew up in sometimes i do wish i was yes. in the 70s but i love being a 90s baby anything after like 93 you really don't count i'm gonna I'm a, I'm a be a thousand percent with you because nigga you do not remember but no nah, like, yo, i had this battle the other day with somebody born in 95 and he was like i know all of the vibes you're not about to play me out here like that like we don't live the same life no, like, bitch. I grew up knowing the same music. And you know what I realized too culturally? Because I have a lot of friends who say this, and I have those who are from different generations. You got the Generation X babies, you got Gen Z kids, you got the Generation Y kids. You know, we got everybody. And mm -hmm. us as millennials, we get that dope mix, like you said, of everything. Where I'm rocking with people older than me, I can rock with some people younger than me because I have an understanding of what it's like to go without. Yeah, and what it's like to have too. You know what I'm saying? Nice. So we know how to have different conversations. So I'll extend the, I'll give a bridge. I'll give a bridge, right? If you was born in like 1982 to about 1994 and a possible, like we I can ride. I because you like, like I said, some of them kids was outside too. You was the little brother or little sister who was right. making friends. Like we were the little sisters to some of the older heads. So, so yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So like we all kind of played a pocket where we got that understanding. So if you was a cool youngin, then you did grow up with some of the same energy that we had. If you was one of these lost souls, then I can't help you. Because <laughs> those 2000 babies is fucking different. I'll be listening to them and I'll be like... Girl, that is not how we was giving it up. I'm doing like I don't even understand. Like it's so crazy because the babies who was born in two thousand is now twenty fucking three. So it's just like yes, what the and fuck? that's how I think about my little babies and my family. Like wah, 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 but different. Right, <laughs> like I don't know, it's and it's even like with my little cousins, I see them growing up and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, I remember when y'all was some fucking crumb crushes running through the neighborhood, and niggas was like, yo, Maddie, your cousins is out here wild, and I'm like. I don't know if you calling them alien superstars, but like they like they they, they are different. <laughs> like, Yo, I'm fucking screaming. Like, no, seriously, that's what it's like. But it's some of them that I vibe with. Like I have um yeah, like you know, career wise, I'm in retail management, whatever, and one of my old employees. I call her my little sister because she's literally like myself at her age. And I'm like, bro, like. 
you know that like you understand the vibe like you be getting the hustle and the bustle like you it's just a difference between this generation and like our generation like especially when it comes to like ambitions the hustle to drive like the push to like 100%. keep going and stuff like that like a lot of kids now are kind of lazy i'm not gonna hold you like y'all little niggas do not be outside at all like the park be fucking empty i'm gonna <laughs> Bad and lazy are two words that I take out of my vocabulary because I feel like undermotivated is the main thing. Okay. Like we were, because the reality of it is like we had our head on our shoulders before we even knew we had our head on our shoulders. Right. Like I knew I was a force to be reckoned with from way back in the day. Like I already knew I was going to be out here and I was going to be getting and getting and getting it. And so I feel like a lot of the young people with what they see in social media and a lot of the things that are put out in mm-hmm. front of them, they're discouraged. Yeah. And they're like, because I mean, okay, we grew up being told go to college, right? We was watching thing, yo, know, different world was one of my favorite what? shows. I was say, I used to watch the Cosby show. Like yeah. you always saw like the Fresh Prince go of Bel Air, like Will was going off to college. They was wearing college t-shirts, Martin, mm-hmm. everything. Martin, so I knew yeah. that's what I wanted to do. And then we get older, right? And this is that the truth comes out. We're the generation and the generation before us is telling the kids, man, don't take that money out the bank if you're not ready to commit. Man, they trying to get us right now with these student loans. So their concept of college is different. Mm-hmm. There's comes from a media perspective that goes, if you pay this money, who says your life is going to be paved in gold? Right. Our concept was like, hey, the only way to get things done is if, you, if go you go to college. Yeah. And it wasn't even just about college. It was about hard work. Mm-hmm. Like you learn that like Martin was in the radio station every single day yep. to get his show off the ground. We learned that real work. Jamie Foxx on the Jamie Foxx show he was well, in a whole he was a he auditions. He was in auditions. crazy auditions. Yeah. Like we learned that how much work ethic you had was important. And I think about reality TV doesn't really show you the hustle that mm-hmm. um, that went into it. Like granted, our shows were scripted. They had like a moral purpose to them. Right. And a lot of the reality TV shows, with the exception of some that are starting to come out, mm-hmm. um, really kind of just like highlighted like, Oh, I got on camera and then shit just happened for me. Right. I and just I got on camera and shake my ass and that's how it is. Like my and the prime example of that is fucking Jocelyn Hernandez. And I ain't gonna hold y'all. I love that bitch. Like, I don't know. It's something about the Puerto Rican. I do like Jocelyn. Let me see me. Like, it's something about Jocelyn that I absolutely love. But she like she was a stripper beforehand, and she literally was like, I forgot what interview it was. I think it was Drink Champs. She's like, yo, I met Stevie, and two weeks later, I was on Love & Hip Hop. Like, there, there was nothing behind, like, there was nothing to her. Like, she literally was a stripper from Miami. Met but Stevie J, and that nigga put her on Love & Hip Hop. Like, this is this is the thing that I think that Jocelyn had to grow and realize. Like, she was mm-hmm. being authentic. A lot of, a lot she of was very, her very was authentic. really her being herself, but she was lost in a sea full of people who knew how to constructively, like, act mm-hmm. in spaces where you didn't know you were acting so she's like this is a reality tv y'all told me to be myself and hey y'all go the camera start rolling and y'all like characters of yourselves right and i didn't know how to be that and so then right. now i feel like in a lot of those productions and i will say this like mona scott and i usually comment on some of her production work because she had a long history in the industry teaming up with so many different people but i feel like mona mm-hmm. scott's purpose was to produce quality television and right. where those characters on the show were being produced so they were being spoon-fed and also aided with other Story substances. And stuff like that. Yep. And aided with other substances to mm-hmm. produce a realistic effect of what happens when you're taken out of your element and thrown around other people with other a mixture of personalities. Right. And they, I mean, like I said, um, I'm actively, I'm a therapist and I know I tell people this all the time. You can sit down and you can evaluate people and you learn different things about their personality traits. Mm-hmm. And you have people who are doing the, the, the placement of them and orchestrating to get all of those people into a same space, light a match, and then run mm-hmm. and see what happens after that. And she was just a victim of that in a lot of yeah. instances. But not just her, many people. Like, um, Money Mo told me to check out second season of College Show. I watched the first season. Mm-hmm. The, first the first season was decent. Little dry, but... Yeah, it was a little dry. I love the second season because, honestly, Jocelyn kind of gave it that that Genesis quad that we needed. Like, that bitch is on there getting fly. I ain't gonna lie. Like, she on there looking like a real fly bitch. But one of the things that happened is she basically challenged Amber Rose on her on her views of her being black. Now, we all know Amber Rose. I've never have heard Amber Rose directly say that she was a black woman or she considered herself to be black. She always would say, I'm mixed, I'm mixed, I'm mixed. Like, you, you, 
Like, there's nothing wrong with saying you mixed, but it also just sounds like you don't want to claim your blackness or whatever. But when it came to her being a part of the culture, she's black. Like, she's going to do everything under the sun that she okay. needs to do to impress the culture. Oh, yeah, I'm dating Kanye West. Oh, I married Wiz Khalifa. Da, 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 da. Like, all this weird shit. Honestly, her getting a tattoo on her forehead is very white, like, ca- like real Caucasian. Like, I, I could, that, that's definitely not her black side. But Jocelyn... I like how she calls her out, but I feel like she could have called her out a little differently. That's just let me say this, and I I have a real discrepancy with certain things, right? Like how we personify what we consider to be blackness, right? Mm -hmm. So this is theoretically Jocelyn is an Afro Latino person, right? And even her being able to her being able to own that in Puerto Rico she would be deemed black, which is a hundred percent accurate, right? But like she said, if she grew up here where I grew up in the Bronx. She There's a very different me. opinion that she would have put out into the world and it would have been based on rooted on colorism. How light to how dark you were would be right. your proximity to blackness or to whiteness. And I right. think that that's the conversation that they big they bigged up and they highlighted is that we're not always having race conversations. We're mm-hmm. having conversations about stereotypical behavior. We're having conversations around colorism. And I feel like although Jocelyn said what she said and she had every right to, Mm-hmm. I think the delivery was off and the space yeah. was off yeah. because my whole thing about that conversation is once everybody's telling you to kind of dead it because the person is being triggered, be you aware that you can re-engage in this conversation. But in that moment, that wasn't the space and time. And especially, you know, why I didn't like it is because y'all are attending at HBCU. Y'all didn't do this at UCLA. Y'all ain't go pop on down to Boston College. Right. Y'all ain't pull up to Harvard and take this show. Y'all right. pull up to HBCU. And one of the first cameos that y'all are going to show about y'all being at HBCU, that y'all it's have a physical altercation in the classroom. Right. And I don't even like that. It was trying. It was almost said to Amber Rose, like, oh, that was the blackest thing that you did. And I was like, that's wild. Like, that's don't wild ever act like our history or our legacy is rooted in physical altercation. It's not. I stood by everything that ASU did by removing them from the campus because... If we're saying that zero tolerance is zero tolerance, I don't want the next baddies um, east, west, south to show up on our campus because they feel like that's what they got to do to get right. known now. But I thought Amber, I thought Jocelyn got expelled, but Amber stayed. They both got expelled. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I they both see the follow up. Yeah, like they, um, the reality of it is like everybody was, but yeah, they both definitely needed to be expelled because honestly, because at first they was making it seem like they was just expelling Jocelyn, but Amber's the one who got the fuck up and hit her, like, bitch, no, like you hit me, like you got about four feet, you engaged it, but at the same time, Jocelyn, you should have let that shit go and you should have just let it ease out and like let it smooth itself out and then re engage in the conversation later because for you to keep antagonizing, antagonizing, antagonizing the person, what do you expect them to do? But then they Again, they flipping it like, oh yeah, that's the blackest shit that Amber would have did. Because imagine if it was a fully black woman and she got up and did that. Like that's expected. You know what I'm saying? And that's what see, that was also my issue too. I was like, if we take a look at the situation that happened, this altercation, and I love the speaker. They had somebody, you know, I don't want to give out everything about the show. If you didn't watch it, watch it. We don't want to give all details out. But one day we'll probably pull up a clip just so y'all can see some of the conversation we're talking about. They had a woman come in and she was just like an author who wrote a book called like One Drop and basically explaining the proximity to blackness, just having a skosh in your system. And we you know that was something that was um, talked about for many years. What made somebody legally, legally um, entitled or claim to blackness? in that aspect and she was saying that those women her being afro-latino and her being biracial they almost sat in similar places and that was a discrepancy that was really playing out between them because you didn't have somebody else like the fellas didn't get involved and go like well hey technically if i went to puerto rico everybody there is not going to say that they're black and hey you know what i'm saying like i'm not biracial but everybody's not going to agree with everything that you've been saying even that came up when it came to the church that was a whole, um, you know, separation between political views and cultural upbringing. So there were so many different things that I feel like College Hill brought this season that was so strong. And that's how we could have conversations like this, because I was like, you needed different personalities. Like, I was like, right. I don't know who Tiffany Pollard was out of New York either. Like, you know what I'm saying? I knew who Iman was. Like, I knew who Ray J oh, puts no, on to be. Yeah, Ray, <laughs> so, Ray J, Ray J's a mess. 
Yeah, you know, and they all still are playing characters because it's reality TV. There's no, there's no season three unless there's drama. And I'm gonna be real about right. that too. These people will tell you in a heartbeat. Some of them are friends or not friends outside, which is why I love that we bring a uniqueness to what we're trying to do. We know each other, like we all right. really like rock with each other. And I think when you're authentic and rocking with people, it does translate. If somebody came mm. in the house with 10 strangers and told me, I may be that one. I may be that one Omarosa. I may be that one Jocelyn Hernandez. I may be that I'm one Tanisha. I may be that character that people love to hate because I'm not going to be anything that's less than authentic. At right. the same time, I'm also mindful of how I present to the world and that their significant impact because there are little girls who look at you. There are grown women who are confused and lost mm -hmm. and trying to emulate the stuff that they see. So I, I feel like I get a, a mixed bag, like between Amber and Jocelyn, that was one of those let's turn the camera off moments. And I think right. college show tried to do that. They were like, this is not something that we want y'all to play out. Like they a little hurt. Let's kind of pull it. But I also don't agree with BET using that that promo clip to get people to watch. Because there's currently a guy who's suing BET for that. Like they promoted this, they promoted the they promoted the series using this clip of them getting into an altercation or making it the perception of them getting into an altercation. Only for them to like cut it and like remove it, which I don't think is a bad thing, but for you guys to like really, really push this like push this to promote your show and then you don't even show it a lot of people people are online like yo i literally signed up just to watch this fight and it's kind of weird because it's like all right so y'all wasn't y'all not gonna watch nothing because there's no physical altercations being involved y'all just don't want to watch people go get an education you know that shit is kind of weird yes but at the same token yeah but at the same token it's like if I subscribe to something that y'all keep pushing and promoting and pushing and promoting, I don't want to see that. How do you want? How y'all gonna push and promote and push and promote and then don't even show the thing that you guys are promoting? Like that's crazy. So I do low key like from a so like from more of a media standpoint and that type yeah. of understanding. I do kind of agree with that person who's suing them, but I also don't like the fact that people only tuned in just to see that fight. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. That's but that's yeah, because I feel like that's what we've been subjected to for the last decade plus. Like really going back, Tiffany Polar being on the show brings it back to the flavor of love initial drama that went down. And one of her ma major controversies is she was kind of going against battling for flavor flav against I want to say white women essentially or biracial mm -hmm. women to pursue this man's love time and time again, even other black women. It was about women going against women in pursuit of one man who really right. didn't give a damn about any of them, who had Honestly. a billion kids out in this world already. So I like, it, who like if we could, at the end of his show said that he's going back to his baby mother. Yeah, and that whole thing was like his idea around I'm just going to choose or being chosen. So there was a lot of false narrative that was like shown to us to get us to watch and engage in TV, and yeah. so I feel like it just continues to be true. They know what sells. It's a formula. And also, mm -hmm. beware of the contracts that you sign. I said, look, no matter what we do, uh, no matter how we rock, like anybody that I choose to interact with, it got to feel right. Energy is transferable, right? So mm -hmm. if you sign a contract that says your photo is um, allowed to be released, this video footage is allowed to be used in any way, read your contract. Read that shit. Because they own you in your contract. Mm -hmm. And if you be like, hey, there's something that says that if there is like compromising footage, that is released of me in this show that y'all could use it because cameras are all over this house. Um, mm -hmm. My lawyer disagrees. And if it's anything that tears down my overall brand or concept, that can't be used. Right. And they're going to be like, well, we don't want you. Well, then you don't want me. And some people have to be okay with saying that. Yeah. I'm not going to allow y'all to use like video footage of me sitting on the toilet. Y'all don't get to use video footage of me going Dragon through with bitch. my man or like, you know what I'm saying? And crying at my most vulnerable. Right. There's things that I feel like get produced. Like, even I have conflicts when I see stuff with Ayala Van Zandt. I tell people, oh. there are things that are produced that can help people and help them heal. There's mm -hmm. also exploitation. And yeah. black exploitation. And she did a lot. Like, okay. Yeah, I agree. And this is the new generation of black exploitation. Yeah, um, I, I, am, I am like... I like Zeus Network is literally one of those. Now that TV is one of those, and it's like 
I like how Zeus Network started because they had like a bunch of like reality, like dating shows and like funny shows and things like that. Then mm-hmm. they brought the conversation. Now the conversation was crazy. I'm not even gonna hold you. But now they have these whole series of shows like Bad I love Boys, the conversation. Bad Boy. That- the conversation was fire. They need to bring that show back. I don't know what happened, but they definitely need to bring the conversation back. But like they have all these other shows, and it's like, what are you guys really showcasing? Are y'all just y'all are on y'all are showcasing a bunch of bitches on a bus going to all these different cities, just going to clubs, hosting events, and fighting each other? Like, where's 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 the like where's the actual concept of these shows? Like, at least with like love and hip hop, there's the storyline behind everything. And yeah, we'll see some fighting. We'll see some this, that, and the third. Black Ink Crew, that Black Ink Crew was heavily scripted, but heavily it was scripted. A good but I love it. Was but I love Black Ink Crew. Me I love Black Ink Crew, and I think there was like, like you said, there's different storylines. Once you appear on a TV show, you get typecasted into a role. Your first 20 minutes of fame or your first 15 minutes of fame is how you claim it, right? So on some real shit. They kind of play it up a little bit so they can stay on the show. Otherwise, like, ain't nobody watching you. Like, why am I tuning in? So then they have to run with a storyline. And the storyline gets dry when it's no longer in existence because you got to have people to play off of. So a lot of the times that we're watching is like, hey, I got into a fight last season. I got to drag the fight that I got into last season. I got to drag it three seasons down the road. I got to keep talking about how I fought that girl. I got to keep talking about how he played in my face. I got to keep talking about... and. They got to drag those things. And I'm so ready for, like, a new brand of content. Like, I think Tyler Perry taking over BET is interesting. But at the same time, I'm, like, I'm kind of with Spike Lee on that. I like my black television a little bit more 40 acres in a mule. And I don't want to root it in struggle. So, like, yeah, like can we show I mean, the like glory, the glorious side of being black? Like, I'm tired of seeing the struggles and the slavery movies, and the I'm mad at my man, and my man got six different niggas on the side. Like, I'm tired of seeing that. Right. Shit. Can we? Can we take it back? Every time, like, it's this. <laughs> no, it's seriously. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, because that's like. I want the feel-good television shows that we grew up. Parenthood, real concepts, real black family. As controversial as this may seem, I did love the Huxtables, and it was a whole vibe. I even like Good Times, even though they was hanging in that child line. I mean, it was it was different things that was given because it was rooted in the family dynamic. Right, and I, right. I, I do, I watch reality TV, but I'm like, bring in some of the real aspects of y'all families. Everything is not struggling and strife. Some right. of them, I'll be like, y'all want to go to a kid's basketball game or something? Don't y'all Mom, got some go to? Like, y'all kids don't do nothing. And I get that they want to, like, keep their children out of media. But I was like, so you're going to be a media personality. Everybody's going to know right. your drama. And then you send your kid to school. And everybody there saw the show. So right. keeping them off camera, but then you let them get privately bullied at the school is wild. <laughs> wild as shit. Wild as a bitch. Like we like, hit, I was like, I was like, dang, some of these people, like, you know, it, it's it's a lot of work putting yourself out there thinking it doesn't get back. But um, without them thinking that we going all love script, y'all, I just want y'all to understand, like, we chatting. So y'all hear us talk about different things is because we real life people talking about real different things. Real and, um and that's just so we get passionate. Like I said, this is big cancer energy right now. Yeah. But um, we just want y'all to let y'all know we're going to be coming at you. You guys can check in with us on IG. We're going to be going live um, most Wednesdays. Check in throughout the week on BNR Productions underscore to look out for us when we do our IG lives. But for you good, good folks streaming on StreamYard and YouTube, check in with us. We're going to be coming to y'all on Sundays, all right? We're going to have a lot for y'all. Stay tuned for our events because we're going to be in city to city, wherever y'all at, we at, for real, for real. Yes. Um, or wherever y'all I want know. us to come, we'll come and see you. Yeah, wherever y'all want us to come, like, I'm big on Houston energy because people in Texas, some good, some not so good. I'm here for the party, but for the politics, I'm going to have to hit a march. Um, that's all I'm saying. 
We gotta go to the we gotta stay out of Miami. We gotta go do some work in Florida. Let's hit up a little Tampa or something, clear yeah. water. We gotta go around. Yeah, we got to well. <laughs> Key West, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying Key West, to maybe. Because like, I got to get a little fun in the sun, too. Right. I'm trying to be on the beach. Like, wow. Like, come on. Like, I'm right, to right, right, right. So, yeah. city to city, we all across the East Coast um, and coming to other countries near you, too. So, <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Um, We're international with it. <laughs> okay. So, stay tuned. Look out for us. Like I said, we are wherever you are, which is on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on TikTok. So if you see the name Uptown Made Podcast, you already know what it is. Brought to you by Born and Raised Productions. Um, that's the whole gambit. That's the whole team. Thank you for tuning in with us. Yeah. Find us all, And where can they find us at? I'm gonna just, let me just drop my social medias real quick. Maddie Monroe on Instagram or underscore Maddie Monroe on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok also at Maddie's dot lookbook make sure you follow and my tiktoks is cute and funny so yeah i want to see the you know you want to see the leader every day you know just follow me through tiktok you feel me let them know where they can find you watch this oh we gotta give a little huh okay so they call me <laughs> dave vinci also known as miss well and Woke. that's miss well and Woke's health and wellness services i'm coming to you at you on tiktok hit up my instagram page as well as my website and my facebook and y'all already know about all kinetic energy and all positivity bringing that wellness and that vibe to all kings and queens near you so um love is love like we said topping it off since this is the conclusion of pride month and um thank you for supporting us stay tuned and look out for more it's been real